because you know the word gospel means good news. This is one of those gospels that uh, for some people it's good news, for a lot of people it's not, depending on your state in life and your actions, what you have done and what you have failed to do. So there's, as you know, I, uh, some of you know, I have a question usually to begin with for you to reflect upon, which I teased from the readings. And the first, re- the first question is, <clears throat> who are the rich today represented by the rich man? Who are the rich today? And the second question is, do you love the poor? Now, I've been poring over graphs and uh, articles, and I want to do some measuring today to give it, get my point across. And uh, this is a uh, yardstick I found in my, in my workshop. And, uh, and this is to illustrate <coughs> the... Uh, who, to answer that question, who are the rich today? So what I discovered... It's, it's actually very difficult to measure, measure this, but we're giving you a kind of a, an average. An average individual from the top 10%, and they will be right up here. The top 10% is about this top, this much here. On average, an individual from the top 10% will earn about, and this is worldwide, $120,000. Now, it would be more if you take into consideration what they call personal wealth. But that's about, that's about it right there for about 10%. So uh, those would be, some of us would probably call them the ultra-rich, the top 10%. And it says that an individual from the bottom half, see, halfway is about here, from here to here, that's half. The individual from the bottom half in the world will earn, this is yearly, $3,920. So what I want you to think about is, where are you on this scale? I got some people that said, oh, I think I'm about here. No, you're not. So... Wouldn't that tell us that we are the rich? I know that sounds really uncomfortable for a lot of people, but we are the rich. Represented in today's parable, and as you see, it does not go well for the man. It wasn't because he had riches, it was what he omitted. Now, I uh, like to read uh, the newspaper. Uh, and there's a section uh, in the paper we call, that I call the con- Contemporary Social Commentaries, also known as the comic strip. And this comic strip I'm going to tell you about, and the gospel you just heard, especially the, the parable, inspired me, actually challenged me to look at what's being 
put forth in today's gospel. Made me change my attitude. Because I needed an attitude adjustment. Anyway, so this one, car- this one cartoon, this comic, depicts a couple of guys just, just uh, coming out of a skyscraper, coming out of work one evening. These two guys are walking down the street uh, downtown, and they see a homeless man who approaches them and says, can you spare some change, my brothers? And so one of the men reaches into his pocket, takes out a $5 bill and says, here you go, sir. God bless you. And the homeless man says, God bless you. Thank you. And walks off. The other friend who was witnessing this says to him, why did you do that? You know he's going to go spend it on liquor and drugs. So the guy says, well, that's what I was going to spend it on. (laughs) So you see how uh, that can shift. So I want you to think about that. Because it won't be long before you are driving in your car or walking down the street and there you see a person. That's what I used to do. I used to get angry. I wish that loser wouldn't be there. Or like a a guy I was talking to recently, he said, it's their fault. Well, I think the readings are asking us for a response. In fact, every time we hear the word of God, God is waiting for a response. And sometimes, if not most of the time, isn't it true that we commit Sins of omission. We don't want to talk about it. We don't reply. We deny it's even happening. Now, I've been attentive of uh, whenever somebody responds to this situation here. There was an article, I think about a year and a half ago in the, uh, in the Seattle Times, because um, I live in Shoreline, and... Uh, on my salary, I can't afford to live in Shoreline. But because I did some planning, I'm able to. But there was a, 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 Bellevue, uh, a Bellevue couple and a woman who had retired. This article was about them. And uh, they had retired, um, had good jobs, had a nice, nice home. And they decided together that they were going to do something with their wealth. And so the article reported that they decided to go to downtown Seattle and different places around the downtown area and go from tent to tent saying, hello, anybody in there? And then when they would come out, they say, they would ask them, is there anything I can do for you? Anything we can do for you? What do you need? Because they had means. I thought, Whoa. That didn't make me feel very good, but I thought, I'm glad that somebody reported this. Because people don't like to talk about these kind of things. Also had a, a friend of mine who, in a conversation, she's a friend who has a million-dollar home and is a uh, convert. And uh, takes, takes uh, her relationship with the church very seriously. Very intelligent. Well-educated, in fact, a Ph.D. 
And she mentioned to me, because I was uh, uh, saying goodbye to her, she was getting in her car, she had some plastic bags on the side in her, in her car seat, in her passenger seat. I said, what are those? She goes, oh, yeah, whenever there anybody uh, comes and approaches me that wants something, at, you know, it's a homeless or somebody, a beggar, because I, I prepared these uh, bags, these plastic bags, and I have food in there, some snacks, some things, things that they would enjoy. So I give it to them. That's her response. And uh, so several years ago, I, I began to uh, ask myself, I got to respond to this. Made me uncomfortable listening to this parable, so I decided that I uh, wanted to take some coins because I, I usually pay. I still pay uh, mostly with cash, and so I had accumulated a lot of coins and change. And so I thought, hey, you know, I'm just sitting there. Why don't I just begin to pass it out? So I budgeted this this amount, and when some people ask me. Sometimes I'm in a car and they go up to your car, or I'm walking down the street. Usually I would go when I go down to Seattle, take a bus down there. I would take this little bag of coins. That's why I was prepared. I wouldn't get angry. I would just say, "There you are, sir, or madam. Have a good day." Now the, the second part of the gospel begins to deal with some very, very, very serious subjects that they call the final four. Heaven, hell, death, and judgment. Another thing people are very nervous to talk about. But parable goes right in there. How can you look at this gospel and say heaven doesn't exist in Christ's mind? Or hell doesn't exist in Christ's mind? A great, uh, I have great devotion to uh, Padre Pio of Pisalcina, and uh, I've studied as much as I can about him. Of course, he... Uh, I like his sense of humor, which you usually don't hear about. But somebody came up to him one time, because people, you know, I don't know if you know much about his life, but people come from all over the world. And uh, he would, uh, well, he came up to him and said, uh, Padre Pio, I don't believe in hell. Padre Pio says, you will when you get there. <laughs> Isn't it true that maybe, maybe, maybe people fear death? Somebody asked me this the other day. Uh, Do you fear death? And I evaded the question. Uh, isn't, it a, isn't it a judgment that we're concerned? Well, can you, can you read this parable and not talk about judgment? But it's basically saying that top 10% on that yardstick, if they do not address the bottom half, which is most of the population of the world, if they don't address the poor, do something for them, they will end up hell. What do you think? One could say, if you do not, don't take care of the poor, you will be damned. 
And it's interesting, too, that it says that, that uh, the, this man who finds himself in these flames and just, just all he wants is just a drop of water on his tongue. Because he's in torment. And Abraham says, no, there's a large chasm no one can cross. Kind of saying, too late for you, buddy. But, he says, well, but my, my brothers who are still alive, go and warn them. I don't want them to end up like this. And that great response. If they don't listen to the prophets, they're not going to listen to if somebody should rise from the dead, he says. What if somebody rises from the dead? Then they'll listen. No. It's also saying, in many ways, listen to the word of God. That's God speaking. Is there anybody among you saying, I, I'm, I keep praying, God doesn't, God doesn't say anything to me. God just spoke to you pretty clearly, I think. Today's gospel. I hope that all of you have with uh, in your homes, at, at least, uh, you know, a Bible and the Catechism of the Catholic Church. Catechism of the Catholic Church keeps, uh, when it makes a statement, most of the time, it tells you where it is in the Scriptures. And uh, I'm just going to end with uh, some quotes. This is, uh, for those of you who are interested, 2444, 2445, 2446. I'm not going to read all of them, but just, just excerpts that that uh, leaped out at me when I was reading them. Love for the poor is even one of the motives for the duty of working so as to, quote, be able to give to those in need. In other words, when you're looking for a job, one of your motives should be, yeah, I want to get a job so that I can give to the poor. That's what it's saying. Love for the poor is incompatible with immoderate love of riches. See, that's the problem. It's the immoderate love of riches. Or their selfish use. And then... Uh, St. John Chrysostom, considered one of the greatest preachers that uh, ever lived. Uh, in fact, that's why he's got that name. Chrysostom in Greek means the golden-tongued one. And he, uh, he spoke his mind. He spoke pretty directly. In fact, got him in a lot of, in a lot of trouble um, with the empress. But that's another interesting story. And this is what he, he wrote. And here it is. Uh, he's quoted here in the Catechism of the Catholic Church. St. John Chrysostom vigorously recalls this colon quote not to enable the poor to share in our goods is to steal from them and deprive them of life the goods we possess are not ours but theirs. 